0: stocky, a former flower shop and boutique owner turned creative business coach. With over 23 years of entrepreneurial experience, I've tried all kinds of things. Some worked well, some didn't. Whether you're just opening your first business or maybe your third, or you're somewhere in between, I've got you covered. From opening businesses, to branding and niching, to rebranding, to marketing, to managing a team of employees, all while having three babies to successfully selling a business and then to starting the next one. I'll help you combine the practical day-to-day how-to's of business with empowering entrepreneurial mindsets to create a business and life that feels good to you. I'll help you start thinking like a successful entrepreneur so you can be a successful entrepreneur. If you wanna get focused, get organized, be efficient and stay on track, and brilliantly leverage that creative mind of yours, join me. If you're ready to feel confident in your business decisions while also feeling more freedom and grace and ease around your business, this is the place for you. I created the Brilliant Creative for business owners who need a place to connect, who need a place to think big and see momentum in their creative business. And I did it because I love creatives. I am one and I love all things creative. From makers, to painters, to photographers, to interior designers, to florists, and bakers, and course creators. I'm here to help you make more, work less, and feel good about it. And the coach in me wants to teach you how to navigate all those blocks that are often in your way. Want to make sure you never have to go back to that nine to five? You got to start thinking differently. So join me each week as we help you get clear, get a plan, and get moving so you can live the life that you've always dreamed of. At The Brilliant Creative, you get to love your work. Let's begin. Hello, Brilliant Creatives. Welcome to The Brilliant Creative Podcast, episode 29. What's a money block and why should you care? Before we begin today, let's decide, is this episode for you? It is if you wanna learn about money blocks, It is for you if you hear the word money and immediately have a negative reaction. It's for you if you don't feel super confident about money, but you'd like to. Or maybe you think you have some money blocks or perhaps someone's told you, hey, I think you have a money block there. Or if you'd like your money life to improve in any way. Um, It's also for you if you feel a little disorganized around money and you'd like to figure out how to change that. Maybe you're curious about how changing your thinking about money could help your business's bottom line. Or lastly, maybe you've just heard about money coaching, you have no idea what it is, and you just want to learn. If any of those sound like you, listen in. We're going to do a quick deep dive, and then I'm going to offer you even a deeper dive on this money coaching stuff. So here's what we're going to do in today's short podcast. I'll start with talking a little bit about money coaching, how amazing it is, how it's been for me and for my clients. Uh, I'm going to define money blocks. Um, Then I'm going to give you examples so you can relate or so maybe you cannot relate. I'm going to give you um, an opportunity just to learn and see if you have some of these money blocks. And then I'm going to let you know why it's okay that you've never even heard of a money block. Uh, Lastly, I'll invite you to do a deeper dive with me. And um, if you like what you hear in this episode, you will be invited to join me for a free online money masterclass all about identifying and getting rid of your money blocks. That's it, gang. This is a pretty quick episode. If this sounds good to you, listen in. Okay, so I'm starting. Before I talk specifically about money blocks, I want to tell you that this. Whole series of kind of money conversations um, that I've been working on comes from a niche type of coaching called money coaching. I've been certified in a specific type of money coaching, which uses your personal money archetypes to determine your money personality. From there, my clients uh, do all kinds of money coaching, depending upon what their goals are in their business, um, with their money in their money life, and um, it just depends which direction they or their business are going. Money coaching is amazing. It's one of the most life-changing kinds of coaching I have experienced. I have both experienced being coached around money by money coaches, and I have coached people on money. When I learned about it, it just seemed, I was actually kind of nervous about it. I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know what that is. I'm going to leave that to later. Um, I really put it off. And then when I finally uh, learned about it and experienced it, it was so powerful that I'm like, this is it. I got I to get certified in this. So I took a course and um, got certified in it. Honestly, I never in a million years thought I'd be a money coach. I mean, I'm not an internet billionaire. I don't live in a mansion. We have a modest home in the Midwest. We have a couple of businesses. And honestly, I never felt the need to care too much about money. As a creative, I cared more about the product I was creating and the beauty of it and how people liked it um, as opposed to trying to make millions off of whatever it is that I was creating or making. In fact, I know I left a bunch of money on the table as a result of kind of my laissez-faire attitude about money. Uh, Like a lot of other creatives, the currency for me was less about money and more about the recipient receiving the product as I had intended. And if any of you have been listening to the podcast that I've done so far, I do talk about how lots of creatives, their currency is a little bit more about the product and how much it's, it's liked or loved. You know, I wanted my, my clients to feel the same magic I felt about the floral arrangement or wreath or wrist corsage or whatever that we had been creating. I, again, you know, I had a flower shop. And um, it was a little bit more artistic. It was a little bit more, I don't know why I want to say, um, le- n- no carnations and baby's breath. It's a little more um, kind of premium cut flowers, just a little more boutique style, I guess. I wanted them to feel the same way I felt when I looked at the lush blue hydrangea next to the apple green mini hydrangea next to the roughly salmon roses, which were carefully placed next to the deep pink Gerber daisies next to the yellow and lime green blue bupleurum, uh, next to the delicate yellow ranunculus with the petals that fall open, all on top of the roughly sweet fragrant herbal geranium species I had just found. So I wanted them to feel the same way I felt. My soul was in a lot of those floral pieces that went out. The, the money was all well and good. I mean, that's fine. But hey, recipient, do you can you feel this? Do you feel the same way I feel when you look at this arrangement? That was the currency. Awards and magazines and kudos, those were also the currency. I didn't necessarily care if you if you even loved me or liked me, but do you love the flowers? The currency was people loving the product. In all my work with artists and makers, so many say that they resonate with this thought. The money's all well and good, but... Did the client's soul connect with the product? Because for many artists and makers, that's almost payment enough. Money was really an afterthought, kind of a nuisance a little bit, something that needed my attention when I just really wanted to design and make and create. You know, I always had a bookkeeper, so I wasn't super focused on the details of the money because I was so focused on employing people and making and creating and building and changing the shop all the time. I'll be honest, when I started coaching is when I actually became aware that there's another way to show up. And I, I kind of wish I would have known about this way when I had the flower shop. I, I definitely left money on the table as a result of sort of putting my head in the sand about money or around money. When I started coaching, I learned about about money coaching, money stories, money blocks, money personalities, vision, affirmations, setting financial intentions. Also, at some point, I decided that money was important. Like I I wanted some that I, I actually wanted to maybe make more than I did. I, I wanted to have more than I did, which by the way, made me feel guilty, which I needed to get some coaching on. I also learned that I wanted to have a better relationship with money. I just needed to get intentional about my thoughts, uh, get really clear about what was happening, and then kind of figure out where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? What do I want my money life to look like? And again, once my thoughts changed, so did my behavior. I didn't even know it, but I had some terrible thoughts and feelings around money. I had some beliefs firmly etched into my subconscious that were actually harmful in my money life. And some of them came directly from being such a creative being so highly focused on creating and making and just personally there are just some things that came from that that didn't necessarily um help help me have a great money life i had some money stories that were kind of hooked on to me that i kind of held on to um and what we're going to do money stories in a whole another podcast today is going to be about money blocks but just so you know There's really a bunch of stuff that actually dictates how you behave around money. So if you don't like your money life right now, or if you haven't in the past and you want to change it, oh, I just hope you keep listening. You're going to want to listen to this whole series that I've created all about money and our relationship with money. So everybody has beliefs around money. Millionaires, billionaires, business people, creative leaders, stay-at-home moms and dads, academics, people with no money people with trust funds, millennials, seniors, wherever you're at in life, everybody has beliefs around money. And most of them, you don't even know that you have. They were formed in you. Most of them were formed in you between the ages of zero and seven, which is a period of time in your life when your brain is in, they call it a theta wave, theta brainwave state. And it's kind of when Things in your brain are kind of mushy. They accept everything. They don't have a lot of judgment around around it or a filter around it. They just bring in everything as true. So it's almost a little bit brainwashy. And um, so, so many of us are walking around with um, beliefs that were formed between the ages of zero and seven. And really, you don't have any control. You don't have a lot of control over those beliefs and deciding like, oh, do I want to believe that? So more on that, more on that later in our series. But the bottom line is everybody has money beliefs and no, not everybody knows what their beliefs are. It's pretty rare that anyone even asks you like, hey, let's talk about your money beliefs. I mean, who asks you that? It's just me. It's just me and the other money coaches, probably, maybe some therapists, Um Most people don't really ever examine their beliefs around money. And some beliefs are awesome and helpful. Like if you grew up in a house that had brilliant beliefs around money and the possibilities with money, you might have awesome money beliefs. And then some beliefs are negative and they're limiting and they're harmful. So today's topic, money blocks, let's get to that. I want all of you guys to know about money blocks. And I want you to know what your money, money blocks are. And how to get rid of them. At least I want you to start thinking about it. And why do I think that everybody should know what a money block is? It's because once you do, you can decide if you want to keep them. If you have some really good beliefs around money. Or if the beliefs you have around money are actually blocking your ability to show up the way you want around money. So here we go. A money block is a thought or belief that resides inside you, in your subconscious that holds you back and prevents you from getting or keeping the money you want to have, being the person you want to be around money, or doing the things you actually want to do with money. You likely don't even know you have these blocks. They're harmful and do not serve us. I want to tell you, it's okay if you don't know what a money block is, or you've never heard of this before, because most people have no idea. Money blocks are talked about most often in coaching, money coaching, personal development, maybe some psychology. I'm not a psychologist. But I imagine in some places, psychologists might talk about them with their clients and possibly in the world of finance. Now, you'd think maybe it would be talked about in finance a bunch, but I, the first time I'd ever heard about money blocks was through coaching. I've had financial advisors, bankers, bookkeepers, and accountants for over 25 years, and I've never heard of money blocks from them. So it's really only been through this money coaching. So if you've never heard of this, never fear, brilliant listener, never fear. It's most likely that you haven't and nor nor have most of your friends, most of your family, most of your colleagues. They don't teach it in school. And unless you go into financial psychology or coaching or money coaching, you likely haven't ever heard of it. So let's just normalize having no idea what I'm talking about, which is why I'm talking about it. Okay. Money blocks, you're thinking, well, do I have some? Like, what, like, what's an example of one? Could they be harming me? How could they be harming me? And how the heck do I get rid of them? So we're at least just going to get you some examples of money blocks today. So you can see if any of them fit into your situation. And before that, I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions because I want you to take, a, take notice of your reactions to some of these questions, words, and phrases that I'm going to put in front of you now. So when I say money, what words or phrases come to mind? I'm going to start by giving you a, a list that commonly come to mind, and they're they're kind of the, some of the negative ones. So first one, root of all evil. Uh, next one, hard. Next one, never enough. Next one, greedy. Next one, uh, wanting money is not religious or Christian. Another one is, I'm just not a person who has money. or that's not who we are. We've never had money. We've just, we've just been very whatever it is. My family's been middle class or my neighborhood is, is poor or whatever it is. People oftentimes will take a look at wherever they've come from and that's what they think of. Money is clutter. Money is messy. Money causes problems in relationships. Everyone takes my money. I can never get ahead. Crippling debt. Hard to save. I just hate money. It's a pain to deal with or figure out. Taxes are money. I need a bookkeeper, but can't afford one. I'm so far behind. Why should I even start? I wish I could start over. Student loans. The deck is stacked against me. Those are just a bunch of negative thoughts, words, phrases that come up when I say the word money to clients. Those are like, I mean, there's a million of them, but. Those are just some, or maybe your positive thoughts around money. You might think money, well, we have a lot, or we are so blessed, or I'm so grateful not to worry, or money's just not an issue. Maybe money's really neutral for you and it's not an issue. Um, never had to worry about it. My money's really organized. My money, I'm brilliant around money, or maybe my business is a cash machine, or, you know, I've really figured money out. I love the job I have. I make a lot of money. I'm a saver and I have tons of money and more. There's lots more positives too. When I say the word money, how do you actually feel? Like, do you have a feeling, a physical feeling inside your body? I just want you to notice if there's any spot that feels heavy. I just want you to think about that. Next, when I say the word money, what images come to mind? Some people will say credit card, credit card bill, cash, stacks of cash, coins, bank. Maybe an image of your parents doing bills or people fighting over money or someone saying, no, we, you can't have that. Or maybe you have positive thoughts here too. All of you probably have different feelings, words, and images coming to mind. How would you describe them? Are they mostly positive or negative? Are some neutral? Here's another one. When I say the word wealthy, what comes to mind for you? How about the word millions? How about the word billionaire? So you get the picture. Just the words money, wealth, millions, billions bring different feelings, words, and images to mind. The word money for each of us is attached to so many things. Some positive, some negative, some neutral. So I want to know now, are you starting to become aware of your general thoughts and feelings about money and wealth? And I'm curious, are they surprising? Are they overall positive or negative or neutral or maybe half positive and half negative? In my experience, um, most people lean one way or the other, but some of my clients have had uh, sort of reactions in all ways, positives, negatives, and neutral. Okay. So back to money blocks, limiting beliefs around money. What I want to do is give you just a couple examples of money blocks. These first uh, ones are all related. One through six are related. And the second set is related to each other. So here they are. Number one, it's not okay to want money. Number two, it's selfish to want money. Number three, it's not religious or not Christian or unholy to want money or more money. Number four, It's not feminine to want money or to want more than you have been given or blessed with. So if any of those uh, apply to you, my question to you is, hey, how awesome are you when you're stressed or worried about money? And how much more awesome are you when you are free from money, stress, or worry? I'll be honest. I'm a better person when I'm able to send my kid to that camp and not worry about money. I'm a better mom, a better wife, a better friend. When I'm free of stress around money, I'm more available. I'm more present. I'm more fun. And I'm able to do what I believe I'm meant to do here on the earth when I'm free of money stress. Okay, number five, I've been so blessed. It's, it's just, it's not okay to want or ask for more. Like, I, my life is so good. Or the other one is, I've got it pretty good, and that should just be enough for me. You know, whenever you hear yourself say the word should, um, I'd I like for your ears to perk up a little bit, because should really takes into account what you believe someone else wants you to do. So um, anytime you have a statement that has should attached to it, uh, maybe... It usually takes into account like what the world or your community or your family or your people may or may not think of you when you do or don't do something. As a coach, whenever I see or hear the word should, my ears perk up and I pay attention. And usually if it's during a coaching session, we have a conversation about it. And more often than not, the person has no idea that's truly like what's happening Um, it's almost like putting on goggles or glasses, the should glasses, like, what is this, you know, what should I do here? What does someone else think would be best for me here? And I often ask my clients, hey, how do you want to be making decisions about this? Do you want to be putting on someone else's glasses and kind of figuring out what they would want for you? Or do you want to figure out what's best for you and your family, you know, with your own glasses on? Most people say, I kind of want to use my own glasses, but most often they aren't aware that it's even happening. Okay, here's another set. Um, Number seven, wealthy people are born wealthy. I wasn't born wealthy, so I'm never going to be wealthy. Or number eight, my family was poor, so I'll be poor. Number nine, I came from a poor neighborhood, so that's where I belong. That's, I guess, where I'll stay. I don't, I don't, I'm not supposed to get out of it. This is who I'm supposed to be. There's no change involved. Now, these have a little bit more to do with identity. Here's who I am. Here's who we are. Here's who our people are. There's no changing it. The problem with that is it really um, takes your power away. It's almost like saying, I have no power. People and circumstances cannot change. I'm not in control of my life. And I, I, you know, as coach, I don't believe, I believe that you are in control of your life, a lot of it. When you stay here and you let this thought or these thoughts kind of live in your subconscious, you're letting old money stories be in control and then they become blocks for you to move forward or that hinder you from moving forward. My question is always, what would you like to do instead? Would you like to be in control or would you like to be what happened in your past to be in control of you? Consider it, just consider it. When you take steps to get rid of your limiting beliefs around money, and replace them with empowering beliefs, you can change your future results. I've seen it. I've watched it. I've coached it. It's remarkable. It's why I think it's so important to learn about money blocks. your limiting beliefs around money. And once you learn what your money blocks are, you can start to recognize them. Once you see them, notice them, become aware that you have them, you can decide what you want to do with them. Do you want to keep them? Are they somehow serving you Or do you want to get them out of the way and replace them? You know, my vote is for getting them them out of the way ASAP. If that's your vote too, then listen in. If you think you have some money blocks that you'd like to identify and remove, I can help. I want to invite you to a free masterclass where we're going to do just that. We're going to identify and remove some common money blocks. The masterclass is coming up live on Thursday, June 2nd at 1 p.m. Central Time and Friday, June 3rd, at 10 a.m. Central Time. You can get the details at www.angstocky.com forward slash moneyblocks, all lowercase. That's angstocky.com forward slash moneyblocks, all lowercase. The class is about 90 minutes, and it's a deep dive. If you like today's podcast and you want to dive in with us, I'd love to have you. Again, you can register at angstaki.com forward slash moneyblocks. If you can't come live, yes, we will send out a replay. So register and get the replay if that's something that would work better for you. But live is just the best. It's just the best. Join me to learn how you can move money blocks out of your way and replace them with empowering thoughts and beliefs instead. I've got a step-by-step method and you're going to love it. Okay, everybody, let's review what we just talked about today. See, I told you it was a short one today. I'm trying to, sometimes I want to shorten them up a little bit. Okay, number one, we talked a bit about the power of money coaching and gosh, how excited I am about it. And then number two, we defined money block. What's money block? Number three, we gave some examples of money blocks, just a little, just a little primer. Number four, I offered a deeper dive on money blocks for those of you who want to identify and get rid of your own personal money blocks. And again, the link for that is angstucky.com forward slash money blocks. So that's it for today. It seems crazy to do such a short um, episode. <laughs> I'm like, should I talk more? Okay, uh, if you did get value from this episode, feel free to rate and review. It helps on um, at Apple Podcasts. If you do that, you go to Apple Podcasts, you scroll down and you click your stars. And if you'd like a chance for your business to be mentioned on the podcast, take a second to write a short review. I'd be so grateful. Until next time, everybody, happy entrepreneuring. Bye.